Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. It's Accurate Unstable. I'm Vince. I'm joined with Cole. And a couple weeks ago, more buzz has come out with the another trailer for Halloween that's coming out in just over a month from now. I this made me want to see it even more. I have not also, by the way, I have not read any reviews on the film from people's reactions that it's been screened. I'm staying yeah, away from it, that. It came out this this last weekend at the Toronto Film Festival, right? Yeah, and people have been just just on social media have reported just on what that was about, where it got a standing ovation. Uh, because Jamie Lee Curtis was in the audience, John Carpenter. Uh, right. Like that much I know. But the, right. So when the trailer came out, I believe it was f- this past Friday, which was what, September? Uh, I think. I think. 8th? Yeah. September 8th? Something yeah, like September that. September 7th. Uh, I think that's when the trailer came out, was last Friday, September 7th. I watched it. I really. It made me want to see it more. It's. I'm really intrigued. I just want to see what what the story's going to be overall. I want to know what the. Honestly, I want. I'm curious to know what the ending's going to be. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I want to see. Uh, as far as the 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 new trailer came out, I mean, uh, I, I maybe it's just because like I'm so used to all of the other Halloweens that like. To me, Michael just seemed like a robot. He didn't really seem human. There wasn't like a human, huge human aspect to it. And I don't know, a lot of people were happy about that, where I was kind of, I'm very opposite and very different. Um, it's only a trailer, though. Right, exactly. And if we go into context, we're using logic. And, okay, I'm guilty there's sometimes when a film's over the top where you go okay you gotta throw logic out let's not use logic and that tonight is going to be the key to in just a couple minutes when we talk about h2o is logic but logically if myers is over the age of 60 at this point all right it makes sense and i remember it was uh people have brought that up before about with Nick Castle's performance in the first Halloween, how great that was, and then some people did not like Dick Warlock's um, representation of it in Halloween 2. They said, hey, he moved robotically. So, using logic, right. I figured, well, he did get shot six times, fell off a balcony. Right. So, oh, and, he, and, and he's going to be a bunch, he's going to be obviously much older, so, I mean, you're going to move much stiffer. But yes. you're still going to have a human aspect to him, though, like... At least in the trailer, it just seemed like it was all very mechanical and very, you know, one shot this way, one shot this way. It, you know, if that makes sense. But that's just like nitpicking, the, you know, for the dumbest thing ever. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I believe the film itself, what I'm, again, for me, some of my, if I have a top, if I ever compile a top ten list, I know what's getting thrown in there. Two of them for horror movies. One is going to be Sansa Lambs. The second is going to be Manhunter. 
I'm in the films such as those where it's a detective. It's a, it's somebody chasing the killer. Sure. And that's why I was always hooked with both Jaws and Halloween. Now, both, of course, are different, but relatable in the sense of Chief Brody and Dr. Loomis. They kind right. of have this fear of what they are chasing and know what it's capable of, but they face their fear. And it was both are, in, in terms of, the first Halloween to me was realistic, where this could happen. And, of course, as they went on, you know, it was less and less realistic. But it's also right. a horror movie where, again, sometimes you just go, okay, you're supposed to have fun. Right. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping I can get to see it maybe the week after it premieres. I'll probably go you're not going to go, not going to go opening night? No, I, I, first, I'm in bed by 10. I'm an old yeah. guy. I'm up at 5.30 every morning. That's right. me sleeping in, too. It's 5.30 a.m. And I, I'd rather, plus, I'm going to go alone. I was thinking about maybe should I call my dad? He can, you know, go together. But then, like, I don't want to hear, because I know what's going to happen. I have to go to movies with him. And there, if there's a black character, I want to hear this. And I got to put one of them in every movie, don't they? Like, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. Right, sure. Rather than go alone. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally get you. Like, I don't have a ton of friends that, like, would want to go see that movie anyway. So, like, I'll have to go alone probably, which is fine. I have no problem doing that. But I'll, I will go opening night, you know. I like to see the madness of opening night, especially for movies like this. Like Star Wars, it's fun to go opening night. I'm not a I'm not a Star Wars guy at all. I'm really not. I enjoy the movies, but I'm not like a freak or a nerd about them. But I like going opening night because you see people dress up. You see the people's passion for these films. I have a feeling this movie is going to bring those kind of Halloween fans out opening night. I think, yeah, depending on the location where you're living. I mean, I, um, as much as I like, or yeah, I like horror movies of course I've just never been the one where I I want to get dressed up I'm very it's like that's what I mock right see like for me dressing up and going to that movie on opening night is going to be like me wearing a Halloween t-shirt you know what I mean like that's my extent of dressing up you know but people love to get in the overalls and the mask you know put the mask on and and that's their thing and I get it but at the same time it's like what a fucking moron you're gonna sit there (laughs) for an hour and a half uncomfortable yeah in a mask that's where I have an issue with it sure but you know what they don't have to worry about is their girlfriend saying anything because of course they're not there right and and that's awesome to me you don't wanna and that's the it's if you're going to see it, it's your options. Like your case, if you have nobody that's not into them, you don't go with them because you don't want to hear, oh, this is stupid. I don't get it. So what? So why? Oh, why? They have to fill them in. Yeah. It's just fucking knock it off. And this is really the, it's another attempt. And that's why I wanted to talk about H2O. It's been 20 years since that film came out, which doesn't seem that long ago to me it, it's crazy to me because it seems like it hasn't been 20 years like yeah. it doesn't feel 20 years to me which yeah. is is nuts yeah when that came out i was going into 11th grade yeah i was uh, what that came out in 98 right yeah august yeah, of 98. So we're not even been 10 years old yet yeah, this was uh, it's 
I rewatched it. I probably, I think I've watched the movie. If I could guess, I want to say in the range of 20 to 25 times since it's been released. And how many times have I watched it all the way through while paying attention? Probably five. Maybe less than five. Like, I'm just, most of the time, hey, it's all, I put it on and then I'm doing other stuff. Sure. So tonight, it's coming down to a simple re-review. And we have two sides of this. Cole, you're more on the side of this is your favorite if your favorite Halloween sequel? Yeah, absolutely. It's probably my favorite Halloween of the franchise. And you know, In- including one. Including one. And that's why we're going to go and kind of order uh, from a start to finish of, of the movie. So, we started off, and I can tell you when I watched this in the theater, I saw this in the theater. And I loved seeing the character of Nurse Chambers come back. It was such a great connection to Halloween 1 and 2. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that gets you in the mood, and that's where all the horse shit comes into play. So, <laughs> what, what kind of horse shit? Okay. See, to me, I, okay, so this came out in 98. I didn't get to see it till probably the next year when it actually hit home video. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was one of the first sequels I actually watched. Keeping in mind, I was only nine, ten. Yeah, so also, I want to know this. Before you watched H2O, you already, did you already I'd, watch Halloween 1 and 2? Yes, so okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd seen 2. I for sure had seen 1. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'd maybe seen bits and pieces of, of previous sequels as well. Um, but for sure I'd seen one, two, I'm pretty sure I had seen all the way. And then I remember seeing bits and pieces of probably four and five. I don't know if I actually ever saw all of them. Um, but this is the first sequel I actually remember like watching. And when, okay, again, when I do this review, re-review, just really going over it, I'm using logic. So one of the things it's kind of pointed out, it's kind of not. So after the murders, and by the way, I didn't appreciate the fucking hack job from Steve Miner with his shitty directing, uh, stealing the uh, same prop body prop with a dead body prop uh, that was used with Jimmy back from Friday Thirteenth Part Three, uh, Friday Thirteenth Friday Thirteenth Part Four, played by Crispin Glover. The same way they use with the character of Tony, the neighbor, propped up against the back door of the kitchen when Nurse Chambers finds him. That was a blatantly stolen uh, scene from Friday the 13th Part 4. Wait, that's a, it was the exact same prop, or that was just the exact no, I mean, same scene? Same type of scene. Ex- oh, yeah. okay. Same how they discover it. Uh, sure. Where she discovers the body. And this one throws me off flash forward just a little bit after the first three deaths. You have the okay, but 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 going back to the first three deaths though with Nurse Chambers, you got to realize that I was only ten years old when I saw this, and then when I go back and rewatch it when I'm getting older, I start putting the pieces together of oh, this is the old nurse from the original. So like these are things that I picked up going through my life that rewatching the rewatching the movie that I never picked up on when I was ten. Like, I, you know, you're 10 years old. You're not going to pick up on that unless you're, you know, unless you really know the history of the franchise, which I wouldn't at 
the age of 10. So you have to realize that like when I love this movie, it's because I grew up realizing so much that's actually connected to this film. Got you. So it makes sense, but it's still a horseshit movie. And, okay. It's it's not, but well, but continue. I'm going to explain. So uh, before I get into the other parts, you had the uh, detective, the older detective played. Uh, don't I actually had his name earlier when I was looking up on IMDb, but he's the uh, black detective. Then you had the nerdy white yeah. guy. Yeah, and, they're in it for like two, like not even a minute. Yes, but they set up something very important here, which almost contradicts itself, but it doesn't at the same time. But then it does. So the lead detective goes into details, slight details about Chambers' living, uh, living situation with Dr. Loomis. The younger detective says, oh, the Halloween killer who, who killed those kids on Halloween yeah. night. Okay, it's almost to make the audience feel that Halloween 2 never happened. So there's just the, you know, teenagers that died on Halloween night. However, yeah, during the but montage... Ha- but the, Halloween 2 still takes place during Halloween night. Exactly, it's just the same night. Exactly. I'm, I was saying, what I, it almost sets it up that way, but during the montage, they should, in the credit montage, with the horrible voiceover, and it's not, you know, no fault to the guy who got the gig. It's just, it should have used Donald Pleasant's voice. For but, the they, but they couldn't, though, I right? They, it, yeah. Right? There was, okay. It, it's just, I would have never even attempted it. It's just, sure. it, it sucks. So... You have the, uh, during the credit montage, you have a shot of Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween 2 that's using a newspaper headline, and it says about her surviving the Halloween massacre. So then it's okay, no, Halloween 2 definitely did take place. So now, by showing that as the audience, okay, so Halloween 2 also existed in this world. All that took place. So now here's why it's horseshit. Um, this is within the first 15 minutes, by the way. Here's why it's horseshit. Myers, he somehow can figure out... Uh, by the way, he was shot in both eyes in 1978 uh, and burned. Blown up. Could still find his way to uh, Nurse Chambers' house, assuming, by the way, that she was taking care of Dr. Loomis, and also assuming, by the way, Dr. Loomis would have Laurie Strode's files still. Myers did this with with no vision, and uh, (laughs) no vision at all. He's also able, and he waited for 20 years to do this. Why? I don't know. Why why didn't he do it in uh, 1970? Because it it took him 20 years to find her. That's why. Well, why not not 1979 when she's still living in, uh, in Haddonfield? Well, because he was after? healing from his injuries. Yeah, yeah. I guess common is. sense. Come on. Yeah, Just use a little common sense. No, that's, that's it's out the window at this point. So also, again, both of his eyes have been shot out. They're, they're not working, but somehow they come back. So no vision. He kills uh, two teenage kids. Uh, very quickly, by the way, there's no scream. You don't hear any scream from them. And even though Jimmy gets a little violent with the stick, um, he gets a hockey skate uh, right through his skull. Right through his face. Yeah. And um, so you have that. Then Myers takes the car after he kills Chambers, and the police finally show up to the first house, to Chambers' house, and then they notice, and I, I fucking hate this line, by the way. Whoever wrote it, hope your fucking mother's dead. When they see the window broken 
the next door neighbor's house and go, oh, it looks like it hit the daily double. No fucking cop says that. Dude. I love that fucking That's line. Awful. That's one of my favorite lines in the entire film, in the entire movie. I hope you fucking like, oh, it looks like we hit the da- daily double. Yeah, of course you would. From fucking Iowa. Right to you, that's like, oh, it's brilliant writing. No, wow. to me, like, that, that, that's totally something I would say if I was a fucking cop with, in, like, a nonchalant fucking attitude. Like, no. ah, it looks like we hit the Daily Double, boys. No, a real cop in Illinois would have said, what, is this the black area? That's what a real cop in Illinois would have said. This is no. the white area. This is not happened here. There's two of them. Illinois is not that racist. Well, yeah, then they would have found the only black guy there and arrested him for the crimes. That's what happened. That's no. What, yeah, that's what would have happened. So no. Myers now, after he kills three people, with no eyes, by the way, drives a car um, to uh, California with no eyes. And uh, also, how did he get the mask? Yeah, who, who knows? And he must have had a couple different masks because they were used throughout the film. He drives to California blind. And he finds Laurie Strode. Also, Laurie Strode is uh, teaching at Hillcrest, which is supposed to be a really elite prep school. But every fucking kid there looks like he doesn't own a comb, and they listen to Creed. Right hey, there, I'm I'm literally window. wearing a Creed Human Clay T-shirt right now. I'm not kidding. Probably smells like Axe body spray and men's semen. Uh, it's a wonder. It's a old '99 uh, tour tee. I don't even want to know what your mom had to do to get that for you. Oh, I got it myself. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, have Scott Stapp take uh, take shots at you. It's just a bullshit. So Ooh. here's the worst. Here, no, it gets better. It gets better. Again, context. Myers has no eyes, so he figures out where she's at because you know he got the files from Chambers. Right. So, so you know during the context of the film. They're supposed to be this big trip to uh, to Yosemite, and uh, on Halloween night, why not? Which happens to be Jamie's son's birthday. Yes, it's also it's, that's when you learn in chapter three of hack writing one hundred and four. Um, okay, so your whole okay, so your whole deal with is and and I get it. The timeline of Myers getting to California. In less, than a, a, is a, is a, in less than like a day, almost. In less than a day. Okay. Also, also here, here's that's here's, a mess. I the, agree. Here, it's a mess. But but here's the, here's the, here's a really great point. Okay. Myers knows she's teaching there, so he waits off in the distance. He doesn't know that until he gets the files from Loomis, and it took him forever no, 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 to no, find no, no, Doctor Loomis. I acknowledge that, uh, which is also horseshit. So. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so all of this is horseshit, but you're okay with Halloween 4 and 5? No, Halloween 4 is good, and I can explain why, but let me explain why this part's really horseshit overall. It's, uh, Myers is waiting in the distance. Again, he just went, I okay, I can, I'll, I'll suspend this, please, I'll give this credit in thinking, hey, he's waiting till night falls to make his move, that's what he does. Okay, makes it, but he sees four buses drive by from the school he doesn't follow those buses because he automatically knows well my sister would stay behind so that's where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the school because i know she stayed behind yeah but a lot of it could just be taking a shot I, who takes a shot when you wait 20 years also he's blind so how ha- 
maybe could he just okay? But he should have been blind in four and five too, though. But four and five still happened. It's I mean, you want to rip this movie because he's supposed to be blind, but four and five he should still be blind too, right? It's uh, it's different because uh, four and five don't exist in this world, and they and H two O had a uh, chance to make up for it. See, here's why I like Halloween four. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't exist in this world, but they still exist in the Halloween 1 and 2 world, though. Exactly. I can explain that. See, in Halloween 2, he, uh, the bullets just grazed his eyes, so he could still see. And uh, he was in a mental... <laughs> but that doesn't, that doesn't work for <laughs> Halloween H2O. Well, no, here's why. Like, your, your, your argument is that this movie is such a shit, art, it's a shit movie because he can't fucking see. Like, he can't why. drive. Well, then how does four and five fucking happen? He's well, fucking still blind. No, he's not because you know why? He was in a hospital for oh uh, ten God, years, God. and of course they, of course they operate on his eyes. So that's why Oops. Halloween four is okay in my book. You can believe okay, he was doing but something. But Halloween H2O, he's obviously just a fucking machine. So he took twenty years to fucking heal himself. Yeah, but he still got shot in the eyes with no hospital. Yeah, but you can fucking heal yourself. He's a he's a machine. Your, your he's not eyes, human. Your, your eyes don't come back, and, and Myers was always human. So uh, uh, that's pretty debatable. Well, because uh, Halloween Six does not exist in this world, thankfully. Thank God. And and I'll end it with this. I'll end it with this horse shit here. Another um, Well, there's there's plenty, but the when goes after Josh Hartnett's character. And he stabs him, but purposely in the leg. I always had a problem with that. Cause he I, always, I always had a problem, and this is including the new Halloween. I've always had a problem with, if Michael Myers is such a fucking rampage killer, why is he not killing children? And that's including, in the new trailer, just segueing back into that for a second. Those kids, trick-or-treating, bump into Myers... And he just kind of stands there and turns the other way. Well, Myers also never I, had a tendency to kill in public. True, but if he's it, but if he's the fucking psychotic killer that Jamie has been gearing up for her entire life, that dude should be killing kids. That's all I'm saying. No, not necessarily. Every killer is. I'm going back to what Halloween one was. Um, and just like then it's going to be more realistic of what killers view of what's innocent and what's not. Myers only killed what would get in his way to his purpose. Yeah, and but kids was, are kids are in the way. Kids literally bumped into him no, in no, his way. No, not not in that the literal form. I mean, of what could prevent him from getting to her. So adults are more of. Somebody that needs to be stopped, they get in their way. A child, they don't know. He knows. He can easily. They're not. It's not the objective. See, to me, then that means that he has a conscience. To a well, to a to a sociopath. And there's. And I, I'm not. No so then he's not typically. Then he's not technically the killing machine that they keep making him out to be, though. Well, That's what I'm saying. Well, he wasn't in Halloween One. He wasn't. To me, I never viewed him as that. I viewed him as an escape mental patient. But the but but this new one that's coming out, like I mean, that's literally what they're billing him as. They, like that's it, what Jamie Lee Curtis keeps calling him. Is, it, you know, it looks like how it could be set up that way. Yes, I, I could see it, but also you stick to the mo. 
just uh, if you go back to Friday the 13th Part 6 with Voorhees, where it was the first time it he, except for the character Tommy Jarvis, but even him, he didn't really, he goes after him, but it, it's not, it wasn't the same like the teenagers. Right. But in 6, he has the opportunity to just, Destroy, destroy kids. Yes. Yeah. And he, and he destroy kids and he doesn't. See, that was my biggest flaw with part six too in, in Friday the 13th. It's like, am I fucking that fucked up that I just want to see kids die? Well, no, it, it but comes down is to it, that. It's just the logic though. We're both wrestling fans. It is the, uh, you know, when the, when the, when the wrestlers are healed, but he's really loved by the fans, by the majority right. of them. That's right. what Jason is. That's what Myers is. That's what Freddy Krueger is. Absolutely. said, Freddy Krueger is a fucking child molester at the end of the day. That's the character. Right. But you never watched Freddy Krueger just decapitate a small child. Right. Because that's where the fans go, ah, come on, that's too much. Because they become this character that's loved by the fans that we root for the killer in the film. Right. And and my, I I mean, the the biggest thing with H2O, though, is that, like, Josh Harnett's character should have died because he was a teenager. Like, he fit that bill. Like, that's one of the characters that should have been killed off. It was his, yeah, his 17th birthday. I believe that's what it, yeah. Right. Just like, that's what the character Jamie Lee Curtis played. And if he gets killed, that's a huge character that gets killed off, which is not necessarily maybe seen in the movie. Like, we wouldn't see that coming. And it would have made that ending build up much more momentable and much more, much more believable. And then we go to the, the ending of the film. With the decapitation, I know you like it. I, I do, I do. I thought, I thought it was it was great because it really gave closure to the series. You literally could have ended it on that. Jamie wins. That's the end of it. Uh, and you know, good riddance. That's that's the end of it. And that's that's one of the things that I loved about HBO is that like it tried to end the series. It literally did. It, like but they it made wrote so much money. It did. That's the thing. It made so much money, so they fucking wrote Resurrection, which was even a bigger piece of shit than H two O. And you know, I I love H two O. Like I still, like I said, it's my it's my favorite of the Halloween franchise. But it's because of the simple facts that I was so young when it first came out, and I, it was like I said, it was the first sequel that I remember actually watching. I like I said, I'm I know I watched one and two before, but you know, when you're that young, you don't really remember that sort of stuff. I and, was captivated by Halloween 1 at the age of 6. Yeah, absolutely. I think I saw it probably right around 4 or 5 with my mom, you know, and, and Halloween 2 probably shortly after. But that's not something that I really remember sitting down and watching. I remember watching it, but not like H2O, where I was kind of starting to get, you know, you're 10, 11 years old, you kind of start getting into the teenage years a little bit almost. And so, like, it just kind of clicked with me a little bit more. I could see um, that. It, it, it is... The movie, it's a little hysterical in a sense of the smugness to look at it this way. And in H2O, they reference two, in my opinion, better horror movies in H2O. One is Scream because it's being watched by the girls. Right. And the second reference is to Psycho. Yeah. With yep. the car. Right. And, and that, uh, that, like, as much as I don't like H2O and some of the, the crap in it, I did like that they have her mother in there with her. I thought yeah. that, that was good. I liked that part a lot. 
and there's a lot that I, I really liked about it because like when I anytime I pop it in to me it feels like a Halloween film like it like the colors to me like the way that the film shot just feels like a Halloween film it feels very fall-esque um the opening sequence I love just because like it feels one, yeah. very much like a Halloween film because there's not a lot of gore there's not a lot of violence really you know like you re- you really don't see a ton of violence other than the nurse getting killed you know slash you see the what happened to like you see what happened but you yeah. don't actually see that violence you know yeah, kind Gordon of Levitt's with the whole uh, right but yeah you never see it the insertion right so, exactly and that you know that to me felt very Halloween-esque like and then um, the you know horrible. just like I see I don't have a problem with the music like uh, you do like I really I really don't too. It's the, they used the right. stream too. So sure. That's what killed that, and it wasn't um, Ott's. It wasn't his fault. They the music he created just wasn't used. Right. The majority wasn't, and, and, and that hurts to me. That what you're used to. It's going to an. It's if you pay the ticket to see Ozzy Osbourne, and he's playing nothing but B sides. Right. <laughs> from obscure albums. Like what? I, Sure. Crazy train. <laughs> you know? And then and then for the rest of it for me, you know, like I said, I just kinda grew up with the film. So I just there's like so many like little subtle nuances that were homages to the original films that I just kinda kept picking up on every time I rewatched it. And so it made me appreciate the film a little bit more. So I just like I said, I was in that generation when that movie first came out that it just kinda hit me harder than your your older horror, you know, horror film fan, which I can totally understand. Like I understand why people shit on it, but you know, my whole thing is why I love it is because, like I said, I just kind of grew up with that film, and I was able to pick up on so much other stuff that happens throughout the film that I wasn't necessarily picking up on when I was ten years old watching it for the first time. And not only that, but then like I always thought the ending was appropriate. Like you want to end the series, this no, is the way sense. to do it. Twenty, yeah, twenty years later, you know, it totally made sense and it worked. I think it would have worked a lot better if you know her son dies, Jamie finally gets her revenge of her life, and you know, it's just kind of a little bit more memorable in that sense. But you know, if, you know, LL Cool J was in it. I love LL Cool J. I'm a su- I'm a sucker for LL. You know, so like I thought he worked really well with his character. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. What, what did Bonner say? Hey, do you mind if you just shuck and jive? Can you, right. Can you, can you black it up some more? And, oh, by the way, the girlfriend's voice on the phone, she's really going to... How... I, I'm, all she but that was, was, oh, that was par Lord. for the course for that time period, yeah, though. You know? It irritates me so much with it. Oh, oh what are you going to do next? Right. Like, oh, stop you it. know, when he like kept saying uh, "blushuous melon breasts," like I can go back and watch that scene and just laugh my ass off now. You know, like yeah, there's just so much. Yeah, there's just so much about that movie that like I loved. And then like when he, you know, when they're all like slow dancing in the basement of the school and they put Creed on, like that shit's hilarious to me. You know. Yeah, they were really it's trying to a, promote that album at the time. Yeah, they really that were, their... and that that was the big thing, and. You know, like I said, it was just for the for the movies that were coming out at that time in '98. It really wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. No, it's in the the grand scheme. Yeah, it's watchable, but 
there's it that's what's that's why I look forward to this uh, Halloween 2 we'll just say because it's taking place in the first one and that's right. one of the smartest moves by Danny McBride is instead of this corner you've been painted into he goes ah you know what Halloween 1 that's it I'm starting I'm picking it up from Halloween 1 because right. when Carpenter wrote Halloween 2 his intention was well this is the last one Right. Um, shoot his eyes out, we'll blow him up. And that's it. Yeah, and that's why I look, I really look forward to, because I loved Halloween 2 just because I loved the first one and I like, I enjoyed how it took place the same night. And I can't think, right now, real quickly, I can't think of any other horror movie that has picked it up like that. Yeah, and right I mean. After the events. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm very excited for the new Halloween. You know, I you know I've said that previously, but um, I, yeah, I just uh, there's a, I I have a lot of reserves about it, and just you know, rightfully so. Like just like a lot of people had a lot of reserves about Rob Zombie redoing Halloween. You know. Yeah, and, um, and to this day, um, I I never hated it. I. I know uh, Michael J. got a screener copy of Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween. He got it, I want to say, two weeks before the movie came out. And I'll say this to prove a point. Well, it's for me anyway. I don't think this applies to everybody. The screener quality was DVD. Yeah. I still watched it in the theater two times. I went 13 times, I think. Dude, I went so I love that film. Uh, I don't watch it as much as I used to back in the day, but I loved his take on it. I yeah, well, I really did. That's why I still remember because since I had that copy, and yeah, even though I got to see it for free, I still paid two times to watch it in the theater, and I wasn't in love with it, but I kept watching it. I must have watched it. I sound like such a weirdo saying this. Probably, probably 35, 40 times in a two-month span. Yeah, because it, it was just, it was a good movie. It, it's just a good take on it, I think, you know? I, I wasn't the big, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought Scout Taylor Compton played the most unlikable. That, that Her character is so unlikable compared to how Jamie Lee Curtis played it. That's because Jamie Lee was just so innocent then, you know? And, well, and tra- trying to get somebody in... Jamie Lee's age then versus now, totally different. Yeah, I just it, to it, she she was there wasn't I wasn't invested. I didn't care if she lived or died. Sure, you know, that's where that was the difference. But yeah, his take was and and when people I know people were outraged before that even came out. Of, oh right, God, and I've said it so many times, and other people have said the same thing. I'm sure it's. God, dude, it's it's not like you're in, they're banning like they're burning books of going you'll never read this again. You're when they do a remake, you still have the original, so, right? And this was Rob Zombie's, t- and it was his take. And I don't know who that was the only way you could have gone. You you had to reboot the series at that point, and that's what you got, right? So for better or worse. And the worst part was Halloween two, and it was, and it's still to this day. It's not Rob Zombie's fault. It's, it's more the studio's fault of rushing it, 
and then backing down on one guy, and then going, okay, Rob, you can make you can make your sequel now. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, I just feel like he just ran out of money and time with you know Halloween Two. I, I feel like the I feel like the script was probably there, but what you know what what happens when you have no money and you run out of time and you have a fucking company coming down on you going, hey, this has to be out, you know. And I don't know if I could be. I want to say that there was one point where he he said it himself, where his passion just wasn't there to paraphrase, as yeah. it was with the first one. It, it, of course, you can see it. That, but that's why I'm more. Pre, I'm 36 years old, and I'm going to see another new Halloween movie. When I was yeah, what's eight, not to love about that? Yeah, I you know the first one I saw in the theater, I was. If it was if it was in October, October of 1988, I was then I was six. So six years old, I see my first one. And 30 years later, I'm seeing you know another new Halloween movie in the theater. I probably would have never thought that back then. And also, if you told me, guess what? What you're seeing now in 1988, that movie never existed within the next time you see it in 30 years. What? Yeah, they're going to just change everything around. None of this shit ever happened. Yeah, right? And horror, I mean, horror is the what, only do you, what, do you, what do you want to see with this new one? Do you want to see Michael die? Like, do you want this to be the end? I want to see my... This, a lot of people probably won't agree with this. I'll, I'll set this up. So... In 1995, I watched uh, Usual Suspects, and that ending of that film with Spacey, I always thought, God damn, would that be a great ending for a Halloween movie? Where I, even as at a young age, I always wanted a Halloween movie to have somebody playing Myers that wasn't Myers just so it can continue, somebody even more evil than him who's picking up on his work. Just right. to continue. And I know a lot of people wouldn't, but again, it's a movie. To me, as long as you got the mask on, people still go, eh, I don't really like it, but okay. If the script is good, they'll go, eh, I don't really like it, but I'll accept because you have the mask. Because we use again, going back to logic on this one that they're using... I don't, I really want there to be, not two killers, not an imposter, but I want an imposter, but I don't want two killers, so, so to speak. I want the story to continue, and this doesn't always, and as weird as this may sound, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to all films. Some films can lose their momentum, lose the love, your interest, a half hour before it ends, where they could screw something up in the plot, in the storytelling where you go, I don't even care what happens. And that's where some people will walk out of a theater or just turn it off. A majority of what makes a film great or, oh, God, it was bad, is the last eight minutes of a film. Those last ten to eight minutes matter the most. Prime example is the first Saul. Up until the last eight, you're going, eh, you know, it's good. It was just kind of a murder mystery at that time. Yes, you know, and, and how it ends, you go, holy Jesus Christ, amazing. amazing. Yeah, didn't see that coming. 
And that's what that's what's going to make Halloween. It's how it ends. Yeah, and I agree. Jamie I mean, Curtis that's a, that's why die. I asked you. I, I agree. She has to. And I don't want this to be another scream. Like I feel like that, that that's where this could t- potentially go is where now we're in a scream setting where Nev Cable can't die. Yeah, and that in, in this one you have to have because just going in reality, will she come back for another one? Why do you, to have a kind of storyline continue on? That's what I'm going to be curious. And there has been the rumor that uh, Danny McBride has already written the sequel, right? And which makes sense. He's a horror fan. It goes back to I, before when about over a year ago, well over a year ago, when he, he got the the gig to go ahead with this because of the treatment he wrote so many this is why I can't stand a majority of horror uh, bloggers they're really they're fucking idiots they're just um, we all kind of sometimes contradict ourselves and we we do things uh, but majority of uh, horror bloggers are very uh, far left thinking nothing wrong with that at all but they're the ones who preach all this diversity yet they you know never met a black person or Puerto Rican. And if they do, they have to say my black friend all the time just to let everybody know. Those are the same people that said, why is he writing the script? He does comedy. Right. That pissed me off. I kind of, I mean, I had that thought process, but but then when I found out that he was a huge horror fan and that he had been a huge horror fan for quite some time, then like, then my mind changed. You know? But it was... Not everybody, just because you do the one thing, that's all you're, you know, good at or good for. You look at no, but it's a but it's a fair thought process though. It's like he's never been, he's never been known for horror though. And then until I read the article where he came out, and he's like, I'm actually a huge horror fan. Like you know, I've been, uh, you know, involved with the horror community for so long, and this and that. It's like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. How my mind's changed, you know. I was fine with it because I wanted to know more. They weren't just going to, you know, go f- forward with a major franchise with just any script. Right. So I, I mean, I mean, look at our look at our friend Todd Farmer. I mean, he had a script written what, like six years ago, and it was greenlit and then pulled. Yeah, and that, that was more of a money issue um, because of the the quote unquote failure of Halloween Two at the box office, but really. Uh, the failure of, I believe, what was it called? Apollo 18. Right, which, that was fucking terrible. It looked terrible. I'm sure Todd Farmer's blaming Trump on that, by the way, why his script was bad. It's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. We get it, you're white and you hate your skin color. I understand. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I mean, but yeah, I I just wanted to know what what you want to happen at the end. I mean, you know, I'm very much in... But for you to hate it, what uh, so you watch Halloween say October eighteenth? We go back to the last ten minutes. What does that movie have to do for you to go fuck this? When this uh, come up, I don't know. I think I think it has to be that Jamie survives and Michael dies, and then I'm gonna be like fuck this. Yeah, that's where I'm. Uh, I'm I, I, I really, I really think that's what it has to be. Like, I think 
I would be okay with both of them dying. I could see that happening too, and then also yeah. having a sequel. Because that's why I said that. I, I have a I have a gut feeling goes back to that Usual Suspects. I, I think you're gonna have that type of Usual Suspects ending. Sure, and you know you could do both of them dying, and then somebody in the family picks up the curse, oh, I don't, or no, no, picks no, up the no no curse, no family member. That's what I want. That's that's gonna be for me to make it perfect. Uh, my uh, this a lot or of maybe it's a, maybe it's a town thing. Maybe it's a town thing, so somebody else in the town yeah. becomes the new Michael Myers, per se. And so Halloween just continues on with the name, not Michael Myers. I would... So, go into the trailer. You have the... And it's easy to assume this. If it's a relative... The person doing the documentary... Or that you said it, didn't think it felt to you like they're doing a documentary. To me, it yep. could just be somebody in law enforcement, a psychologist, some sort, anyway. It could, you know, we don't know because it's just a trailer. Sure. But because that actor has a British accent, you know, has to be linked, related to Dr. Loomis, which I would actually like. I would like that link, and now you might think this is stupid, again, how it would play out, and I would only want this to be revealed in a sequel. I'd want the killer, the person portraying Michael Myers, was let's say that person, the, the person with the British accent, is a relative of Loomis. I want that be, that to be the killer. Sure, I can see that in a sequel. I would love that, just because nobody would see that coming. Maybe people would hate it. I don't. Know. But to me, I mean, people are gonna hate it no matter what the fuck it is. So, I mean, that doesn't yeah, matter. Because everybody has to come down. We forget it's just a movie. It's a character. At right. times, and even though I just stated why I can't stand H two O, right? <laughs> yeah, for are... a bunch of shit that you're literally just stating that, like, oh, you have to throw logic out the window. Well, no, no, can't you do that only, with H two O. You only throw logic out the window in certain films. H two O presented itself as a, it's it's not Child's Play three, right? But I still feel like Halloween is. Halloween two here, it almost feels as a reboot. So you can't throw logic out on this one. I agree. Where, yeah, no, where I this is a sequel. And this is 100% a sequel. So in sequels, what are you supposed to do? Throw logic out. You just have fun with it and just get on the ride, right? But what? this totally feels like a reboot. So you can't throw logic out. Yeah. Everything has to match up. It has yeah. to be closely vested to what it's, yes. what it's trying to proceed, which is Halloween from 78. Right. And, and my, my biggest fear is that I feel like they just took maybe too much time on nostalgia factor and maybe not enough time in, in other places. And that's uh, what I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't that didn't happen, but I kind of get that vibe just from everything that they keep saying about the movie itself. is like, oh, you know, we did this from Halloween 6 and we did this from Halloween, you know, like more of a nostalgia factor than actually making a good movie well but, to me it could just be little small puzzle pieces right but, but still when you focus more on that other things lack so well you know that's I mean? where we don't know that's where I think the overall story will uh, it, it just comes down to it comes to that the last the 10 minutes yeah how's the start middle yep. ending and I'm I really I look forward to seeing that sanitarium scene. The lunatic, you know, I want, yeah. and 
we kind of get the hint of okay how Myers escapes because of a bus crash, which okay it works. It's that one to me I like better than him just escaping. So why escape after all these years? How did he get on the bus? Why was he on there to begin with? I want to find that out when I watch the film. Right. Uh, those are. The, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just hoping I'm not disappointed. And I also you know? would like to know. So we see in the trailer that. I wish I, I should have looked up his name. The person who visits Myers has his mask. I want to see how Myers gets that mask. I want to know how that dude got the mask. Well, that's the thing. And that's what I want to find out. That's why he goes back to a link. Is it linked to Loomis? Because Loomis was, you know, obsessed. Or, I mean, did he steal it from the police records? I mean, did he steal it from, you know, evidence? Like, how does that make sense? Well, that's what we'll find out. And I just, that's, these are things that make me want to see it. And I I have my hopes for it. No matter what, I'm still betting I'm going to love it a lot more than H2O. <laughs> I could have told you that. It's not going to have. You haven't even, you haven't even seen this movie yet. And you already love it more than H2O. It's not going to have Creed or, or kids with shitty haircuts. God. Everybody had a shitty fucking haircut in that film. Everybody. The fuck? Get a comb. <laughs> I had I had no problem with that. Rich kids listen to Creed. And, and, hey, and, it just made sense for that time period. That's yeah, what it was yeah, hot. It did, but it also I, I didn't like the uh, you know Charlie, who's uh, beyond unfuckable. Somehow, Charlie is a good dude. He's a little man. Somehow he's still smashing the hottest chick at the fucking school. Exactly, and then and then she seemed like a fucking weirdo. Where she's like, oh, "We can't have our sex campaigns until I'm full." What? Who wants to fuck on a full stomach? Who's into that shit? Like you know, I'm gonna stuff, uh, I'm gonna stuff these two pieces. I know a lot of chicks like that. Ugh. You gotta feed them before they're happy. Yeah. Well, too bad. You're going to get her on an empty stomach. I'll take, I'll take some dominoes <laughs> afterwards. Uh, yeah, but afterwards, I'm just throwing them away and giving them a cab ride home. I'm not feeding them, so. Just, uh, just, that whole movie, uh, I'll just, I'll never be able to go, ah, you know, it's a good film. I just, I can't. Uh, it's, okay, it's better than Resurrection, but that's the equivalent of if you have two kids, one of them has Down Syndrome, and the other one has Asperger's. You're like, well, the kid with Asperger's is our favorite. I mean, uh, it, it, H2O is better than five. It's better than yes. six. Okay, I, and it's I, better I, than Resurrection. I, I agree. But here's the weird thing. If I have a choice to watch H2O or Halloween 6, I go with Halloween 6. Still? Here's, it, it, it sounds silly. Halloween that 6 is, is... That is completely silly. Halloween 6 has more of a Halloween atmosphere feel, and I do like that it had Donald Pleasance playing that role. That's sure. what will connect me more to watch that. I get I that. Always... I feel like H2O has a better fall slash Halloween presence, but... And Resurrection has none of that. Yeah, it has none of it. That Zero. T- that might have well... It just should have been superimposed on the screen July 4th, 2002. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the, the, all, the, this is how tone deaf they were in Resurrection. I'll say this before we wrap up. Um, 
you know, like, how do you not know that the majority of horror fans, if they know who Tyra Banks is, they probably don't like her. Right, exactly. So she dies in a movie, but it's an off-camera death. You could have had a chance to just get the, the just people that the stupid anybody who applauds at a movie theater is a fucking douchebag. Uh, like unless when like when I heard about the standing ovation, I go what fucking idiots. And then I found out oh the cast was there. Okay, it makes sense. Right, they were doing it for them. Like hey, good job. Right, you get a pass. But you, you could have killed Tyra Banks on camera. I have a feeling her acting was so horrible. Because I saw her death scene in the, uh, it's not outtakes, it's the deleted scenes. It yep. was bad. She no-sold it like a shitty pro wrestler in the NWA 80s. It's true. She no-sold it like Hulk Hogan taking a, ch- a chair shot from the Iron Sheik and hauling <laughs> up. It's true. I mean, yeah, I, there's just nothing that's redeemable about Resurrection other than the first five minutes. I thought that was like yeah, one of no, the I best. Did. That's one of the best scenes in all of the Halloween franchises to oh, me. No, I, I won't go that the far. first first five minutes, but no, after that, I, you know, it's, it's pro- it could be the best scene in that movie, but it's not. Uh, to me, I don't view it that way. It's I it's a, to me it's an incredible scene. It's just a powerful scene because like you kind of get like they honestly that should have been the end of H two O. Like if you wanted to do that, just just do that at the end of H two O. Just do, you know, five years later, and then that everything happens, and then Michael shows up, kills her, and end of H two O, and then you end the series. Michael lives. Yeah, to this the only the only thing I will. Sp- that I can always give credit towards Larry Brand who wrote Resurrection he had there are so many rewrites his original script that was leaked at one point online made a lot of sense it was good yeah it had a really good ending to it as well I would like to see Todd Farmer's original script of what he wrote for Halloween 3 I believe it had mostly um wasn't the most original it was kids go to the teenagers go to the uh crazy hospital and wire shows up oh yeah fair and, enough yeah then they then they go on a spaceship and uh, <laughs> no but with, with larry brand i give him credit for this you get you're told okay hey well we're making a making another sequel here uh resurrection um and he he's probably thinking well his head was chopped off right it's just what he came up with to justify it. That was I thought that was good. Yeah. I mean, what else could you do? It made sense. It really did. So I give that guy a ton of credit to come up with that shit. You know, right. Well, just you know, the paramedic went to get him and he crushed his larynx and okay. Yeah. It it really that's the only. It made sense. Yeah. It's it the was, only part of resurrection that was any salvageable. It was. You know. It was pretty enough believable to go. Yeah, okay. I, I buy Michael's it. Is a, Michael's a sly fox. Always has been. Yeah, I, go, I buy it. Hey, that's why he wasn't... Uh, he was crushed and couldn't talk to Lairdix. He's reaching yep. out for help. Even though, yes, he could have just took the mask off. But <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, you know, yeah, that's one of those things. It's like you just kind of roll with it. Yeah, I mean, not everything's going to be perfect, but I, I get right. that one. 
uh, good enough job. Right. Uh, I, I, I see on the next show, I don't know, we have to come up with something different, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. We're not, we're not on air anyway, I'm just recording this thing. Why am I saying on air? Like it's a fucking <laughs> radio show. Uh, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, and you still have to edit. You still have to edit radio shows. So I don't edit it's all, this. It's all the same. Fuck no. It's all just fly. Well, we will be back within two weeks, and uh, probably something a little bit different. That's for sure. Probably about how I still hate Michael Daughtry. Is that a? Uh, that sounds like a hockey player. Or what? Yeah, Michael Daughtry wrote Trick or Treat. Am I saying his last name right? I'm probably yeah. fucking that up horrible. No, I just I, I'm. I these are things you know, talk about editing. This is something I should edit out of the show. But I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm not in the car anymore as like compared to everybody else. Everybody's all like Halloween's coming up. I can't wait. I'm like I'm 36. I got I got, I got two big jobs in my life. You know. Right. Like the only thing I'm looking forward to, I'm I'm, I'm getting a new cat in a in a week from now. Jesus to... Christ, you're becoming the fucking gross cat person. Yeah, I'm gonna have three. I have three cats now. I'm gonna have three Jeez, of them. That's that's three too fucking many. Three, three's great. So plus it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a kitten, it's a Maine Coon. Those things oh, can go God. up to 25 pounds. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna have like a little wine Jesus in the house. You're gonna fucking die in the next year, and you're gonna have your cats eating you alive. Hey, you know what? At least they won't go starving. That's all I care about. That's true. And on and on that, we'll be back with Accurately Unstable. Remember to check out our sponsors, Grandpad. That's right. If you're old kind of a wife, mother, father, somebody old in your life, get them a Grandpad. They're going to need it. I, my sister had that conversation with me. Jesus, here we go. Should we get, should we get a get, big bucket, Mama? I want a grandpa. Oh no, I fucking set my dad, <laughs> I, I set my dad up with an Amazon stick. I put it on my account. Every fuck, I swear, once a week, I get an email. Thank you for your purchase of. The, I go, I what the fuck? The fuck? Uh, I don't want what the fuck. I don't even have a subscription to that fucking charge your money. He doesn't. He doesn't know what he's doing. I gotta, and now I gotta go over there. I gotta put a pin on the fucking thing. You know, at this point, it was like, hey, you use your credit card. I'll give you the money. <laughs> just use your credit card. I'll pay for your fucking pride. But just put your credit card on there. Every day. It, se- like, it seems like it's every day. It's like, thank you for your purchase of it. It's all these shows about, like, ancient history, like, like knights and, uh, like, Vikings. Well, I mean, your dad's probably retired, right? Yes. And, well, and, well, there you go. He's got to watch something. Can't listen to your fucking dumbass on a podcast for. I wouldn't want him to. I, I would not want him to. But it's every like, any every everything that's at very white. <laughs> like if I see, if I see straight out of Compton gets ordered, I know uh, there was a home invasion. <laughs> that's fair. Well, I mean, different different time periods. Yes, yeah, sir. We, we call them the good old days. Yeah. True. Yes, they do. My father does the same thing. But. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks, and I think um, I have an idea what we're going to break down and do something completely different in a good way, too. But that, that is, sounds good. We should do it. We should do a nice Halloween show. Maybe get our good friends Dan, Dan on here, and his lovely uh, bride to be. What's I'm not I'm not quite sure what what her uh, 
God, what's her name? She lives here in Des Moines, apparently. So I thought she lived in Minneapolis, where, which is where I was living, because Dan came to Minneapolis and then didn't tell me. Uh, but apparently she actually lives here in Des Moines, and she just met him in Minneapolis. So I'm going to be a creep and try to creep on her if I can. So, Dan, if you're listening, watch uh, that, out. Yeah, that, that show could be well, because I know I'm going to uh, be recording uh, in a couple weeks with the with Michael J and Alex or we'll do Oh, a, that'll be perfect then. Or we'll do a Rabbit Red. Which it's honestly just going to be Alex and I mocking uh, Mike. Uh, which is fair. For, for you know, I did I did uh what is it? 5 year Rabbit and Red voiceover thing for them and I haven't even gotten a call back. Can you fucking believe that shit? After even... all the shit I did for Rabbit and Red back in the day. Haven't gotten a call back. I didn't even know they were doing it. Oh yeah, I, I say things. I, like, was it for? It was for Mike. Mike's Rabbit and Red. Yeah, yeah, this new one that they. So him and John just did like a five-year, maybe it's even ten-year. Fuck, I don't know. I think it was uh, supposed to be eight, but I, I, I or maybe that, eight years. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I said that like just in passing. Ah, you know, just like because it's eight years, and then Mike runs with it and goes, "Oh, that's a brilliant idea, sir." I will. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I, just, I was like, I don't care. I really, I don't fucking. I, again, this is no way to promote a show. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait. In all fairness, we love those guys. Love Mike. Love John. Yes, but I don't. Just giving them shit. I okay. I started rabbit red because I had to come up with a name. I go well. Okay, I'll go with, I purposely came up with Rabbit and Red because I knew I could never copyright it, which means I can't make money from it, which means I can never go, this is my life. Right, All right. right. i do it for fun. Um, I, had, like, I had the Facebook page, and I go, yeah, Rich, you could have this. <laughs> I don't fucking want it. Run it. Like, any concept idea I had is now taken by everybody else. I don't fucking care. True. It's, really, I'll hear like, oh, you're doing that idea. I go, go ahead. What the, have you seen my last paycheck? Or have you known the health shit I went through the past couple of years? I have bigger things on my mind. Right. I and I mean, good for good for those guys for, you know, continuing to do it. I mean, I was on Reverend Red for quite some time with Rich. And then when John and Mike took it over... Yeah, and you know, I, it seems like it's doing really well and thriving. So I, you know. And I'll tell you the story with that. I told Mike because he wanted because he wanted the, the skeleton crew name, and I flat out told oh, right. Mike, I go, Mike. First off, Alex was the one who built that up. He put the fucking work into it. Yeah, him and Dan. Him and Dan, I think. Yeah, for the like, most part. Yeah. Like, if there's any quote unquote ownership, it's Alex. You just want the fucking name because you think you're gonna get the same followers, but people didn't listen because of you. That's right. Back. Right. Um, it's like you can replace Vince Neil and Motley Crue and put somebody else in, but those fat—but mm, those—that's pretty debatable. John Calipari was not Vince Neil. I can tell you that much. No, no, I'm, but I'm making the point of those hack, those washed-up whores aren't going to come see Motley Crue. Right. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. True. Very yeah. true. And that's why I told Mike, go just have Rabbit, just take Rabbit Red, do something with it. I don't fucking like nobody owns it. That's the thing. And they say, right. well, well, Rich is, he, Rich does the podcast. I go, fucking just call it Rabbit Red. You can't copyright it. 
I could call this Rabbit Red. Who the fuck cares? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Just have fun. God almighty. It's true. That's all we're doing on this show yeah. is just having fun. Fill your mom's prosthetic uh, leg up with champagne and it'll tell her. <laughs> because I'm sure actually at that house they have champagne but not enough money to keep the lights on. That's all. It's okay. Hey, uh, where do we where do we put that uh, overdue uh, electrical check? Check under the 80 inch 4K TV. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but you know, we will be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new show. Uh, but for Cole, I'm Vince. You guys have a uh, wonderful weekend, or a great Monday, or maybe a fantastic Wednesday, depending on when you're listening. Huh? All right, go fuck yourselves. Lucky Land Slots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.